It's the R&B Show, the podcast dedicated to prep sports in the USA Today Network, Wisconsin area, and beyond. Featuring Ricardo Arguello. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, eating up all the food. And Brett Christofferson. This guy threw at his own kid in a father's son game. Produced by Jim Rosendick. The once great chef, now a study in mafishness. And Trent Tetzloff. Count. Good for you. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. And now, the best dang prep sports duo in Wisconsin. Here's Ricardo and Brett. Oh, yeah. Always good to hear your sultry voice, Rosie, every week. It's a highlight of my week, actually, now that I think about it. But welcome <laughs> to the RB Show, episode number 19 of our second season. The only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley. I'm your co host, Ricardo Arguello, sitting alongside with me as always, Brett Christopherson, also of. We're all of, actually, USA Today Network Wisconsin. Don't forget about Jim Rosendick over there, that sultry voice that you heard. Trent Tetzloff as well, also part of USA Today Network Wisconsin. They're handling the production end of our little R&B show. But uh, we have something special Don't today, Don't forget Brett. our special guest. Yes, I'm going, I was going to reference you on this and you inviting along uh, someone because this is a big topic of discussion today. Actually, we kind of started last week. But this is an interesting topic that we're going to delve right into, Brett. We have Dan Hagenow. Did I say that correctly, Dan? That is correct. All right. Uh, in the house to give us his thoughts on this whole officiating thing that the WIA brought up last week uh, in their op-ed uh, in conjunction with the National Federation of High Schools uh, to, to kind of talk about the epidemic. And really, I think you can call it that, Brett, in terms of what's going on uh, with the shortage of officials. And Dan has an interesting view because Dan was is an, is an official. Is. So he's right in the center of it, he knows what uh, what all the concerns are, what all the kind of uh, reactions have been, and something that hits home for him. So, Dan, thank you so much for being uh, here on our little show. We appreciate it, and uh, hope you can give us a whole or shed a whole lot of light on this topic, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, cool to be here, and I'm happy to kind of give the officials side of things and perspective. He so. is Reedsville's favorite son. By Reedsville's the way. favorite yes. son, and <laughs> a so proud Panther. Did you listen to our our show last week? I don't know if you if you caught it at all. Uh, uh, Dan, but but Brett, Brett and I talked a little bit about it. Brett, Brett kind of wanted to blame both, uh, 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 kind of like the officials being maybe thin skinned. I don't know if this is going to get under your skin here. Uh, if, yeah, uh, easy now. So Brett was Dan blaming. Is, Dan is a rival of mine. Brett, by Brett, the way. Brett <laughs> was blaming uh, the millennial the officials now, as well as the parents. I was more. I guess Generation X, in my opinion, Generation X, we've 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 ruined youth sports uh, with with AAUs and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's another discussion for another day. But I felt uh, the parents uh, were a big reason why I agreed with the WIA on this. But uh, we want to get your thoughts on this. So I guess is that where we should start, Brett? Uh, when talking about what was your we'll get, initial? Let's, let's get his background first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead. How long you've been officiating? Yeah. yeah. Been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. I I started officiating. I mean, I guess I should start by saying that you know I was very passionate about sports from a very early age played basketball, football, and baseball. And so I, I knew I wanted to stay in the game, and so officiating was a way to do that. So I, I think I refed my first basketball game when I was in seventh grade. Crazy. And so I've been refing, so it goes all the way back 11 years ago. Wow. Um, and then in high school, I just stayed at the youth level. And then once I went off to college, I really pursued it and started working some varsity ball. And then in college, I really developed, uh, went to a lot of camps. And, and uh, once I got done with college, I, you know, continue my varsity schedule and I'll even work some some junior college games so oh outstanding and can I mm -hmm. say I, I've seen Dan uh, probably a few times now because mm -hmm. my son plays and he's good okay he's I think he he does he's, well you he, wouldn't tell him he was yeah, bad I wouldn't I 
Well, I wouldn't have invited him. Yeah, one, okay, there you go. Forget, but no, I think Dan does an excellent job, and I think he's kind of counter to what this article uh, that you can find on the WI website. You can also find, uh, I think we wrote something at postpresent.com, yes. but about Dear Mom and Dad, Cool It. I've always thought that Dan keeps a level head and calls a really good game, and, and we were talking off, off air, off camera, that uh, sometimes the best crews are the ones you don't really pay attention to. No. You know, they, they, there right. are some crews out there that, I, if I'm being honest, I think – seem to want to be noticed a, a few times. Well, we're not going to put Dan on the spot and, and talk uh, like that. We want to talk about the message. They're kind of like offensive linemen. If, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if they're not making anything demonstrative or anything goofy, you don't hear from them that, that they're doing a great job. But he does a great job. Uh, Mike Graber is another a young, younger mm-hmm. official that uh, I have a whole lot of respect for. The Hurley brothers, uh, Andy and Steve, I've seen them so many times at, uh, I think mainly the G- JV level, I think, quite a bit. But they do, a, I think, a really good job. So... There are a lot of really good officials out there, and as I said at the end of the show last week, it's a thankless job. Thankless, very much so, yes. You know, yeah. you, you guys, they always see the stripes, and you're already the enemy, it seems like, so I, I do feel for you guys, but I'm going to tell you that you, you do a good, good job. I oh, appreciate uh, that. Yeah. Well, so. let's get down to brass tacks, gentlemen, and uh, let me just start my question right away, Dan, with uh, what Brett's viewpoint is. Why are you Millennium so thin-skinned? <laughs> What's going on? Why... I'm asking for you, Brett, because you asked this last week. Why well, you no, you're, you're, so you're unfair. This is what I'm saying. What? It's unfair. You because, said no, this listen, last week. I'm not blaming. You're, you're putting him in a category that is not. I, I didn't say it that way. I'm not you saying You didn't he is. say that the millennial I, officials were thin I This is my take. Okay. I think the article was probably right a little bit, but I think it's unfair to completely blame the parents for the referee shortage. And I do think that younger. Like Dan. I guess, or we even Trent. Trent kind of backed Trent. me up on this last week too. That uh, that there are uh, officials out there that I don't think can handle maybe the intensity or the scrutiny of an intense basketball game. How how if you don't mind me asking, Dan, how old are you? I'm 26. Oh, young kid. Yeah. Uh, and what are you, uh, Trent? Again, 24. 24. Yeah. So right around the same age there. So do you think that's unfair uh, to uh, for millennials to be labeled as such, Dan? Well, uh, as a millennial myself, I guess maybe I'm biased, but. Um, I, I think that the millennial argument and us being th- thin-skinned, I mean, I, I guess it just depends on the crew or, or the, the, the officials that you have. Um, you know, I don't really tie the millennial thing to officiating. Okay. I mean, it, it's, you know, you could have a crew that has a, a millennial on and with, compared with two middle-aged guys or two older gentlemen. You know, as long as you guys can hustle and get in the right spot, get the right angle to make, you know, the, the best judgment in your opinion, then you guys... You know that's what the goal is you know our, okay. our goal every time we come out on the on the floor is to give the players the kids you know coaches the best game that we can Great. and so, so and so you know that's our our goal going into it now obviously we're human you know and you know even the best officials that do ncaa nfl nba there are times where they're wrong and they made a bad call i mean you know, the NFL and, and some of those leagues now, they come out and say when a referee was incorrect, okay. right? So so we, we are human and we make mistakes, but we do take it serious to do the best job that we can and to be fair to both teams to, you know, give, you know, give them the best game that we can. So you feel Brett is wrong in his assessment? You're blaming, you're, you're, you're unfairly I, I blaming me here. You're trying you. to tie two different things together <laughs> I'm here, just honestly, playing with so. you. Let's get down to <laughs> I seriousness. I don't doubt I, that parents are jerks. I don't see it very often, though, in the games I'm at. But we'll talk. We'll, we'll ask. But Dad I have seen but Brett at games, and Brett can be very vocal. Usually, I'm cheering that my my 
kids teams on is that what you call cheering is what you were I'm doing there? going like this yeah, and we're all sometimes but i've seen you in a couple of times not like certain calls and sure such, right? isn't okay. that part of the game though i mean it is and and you know getting into the article they talk about that right okay and and that i guess you know not to to dive into it before you guys but like the, the big thing i want to get across is there's a, a a line you can cross okay you know that is yes. from an official standpoint there's a line that you cross from cheering loud you know, like, like what Brett does and cheering for his team and, and, and even reacting like, okay, tough call. You know, you're probably not going to cheer. You might have a reaction, but you know, what the article states is verbal abuse mm -hmm. or abuse towards an official, right? So screaming things at them, you know, making gestures at them, those type of things are where the line is crossed mm -hmm. and, and where it goes too far. And so, you know, that's what the WIA and this article said is that, you know, cheer loud. We want you guys to have fun. We love that atmosphere. But once you start directing your comments at an official, yeah. uh, you know, making gestures at them and those type of things, it, it's just too far. And then it's, you know, I can tell you that as an official, those type of things, hearing those comments and that type of thing is not fun. And it's not, it's not, uh, it's not what makes it fun for us. How often has that line been crossed at a game you've officiated? And what is the line? You mentioned verbal abuse. Mm -hmm. Is the line saying, like, if I stand up and say, come on, call it both ways, is that crossing a line? Yeah, I mean, I... Or is that just kind of a comment? Well, as a parent? I mean, it, so there's some different layers here I think we should clarify. I mean, okay. parents and coaches and players, okay? Coaches and players are kind of on the same level. They're on the court. Parents are in the stands, right? And so there's no doubt that a parent can have an effect on a game or, or stand up and make a loud comment where the whole gym hears it, right? right? When the whole gym hears it and everybody, including the officials, hears hears it loud and clear and it's directed at an official, it's, it's gone too far. Okay. You know, you can turn, if you guys come to a game and you know are talking to each other and, and really don't agree with a call, you guys can talk about it all you want. But when you guys take it to the level of, like you said, standing up and and, and making a comment that's heard in the entire gym, you know, there's just no need for that. You know, I mean, that's the coach's job, if anyone's, to, to handle that kind of thing. And, you know, like I said, it's easy to get involved and invested in a game, but there's just lines across. So, Dan, I have to ask you, have you or would you ever have uh, stopped a game to confront someone who was just over uh, way out of line? Have you or would you ever do it? So there's been, I mean, a few youth tournaments, okay, and oh, I think those are the worst. They really are. Those are more. Those are worse than a, a yeah, varsity right. basketball game. So there are youth tournaments are. when you're in a confined area. You know, like when the court's right on top of you, the bleachers are. You know, you're running in the bleachers every time underneath. Yeah. Those situations, there's been a few times where you know I I've never confronted a fan, but we have what we call game management. So like the director of the tournament, for example, or at high school games, we have a game manager, which is usually the athletic director. And if we have any issues with fans, we go okay. straight to them. We'll, we wow. would stop okay. the game, sure. go right to game management and say, okay, uh, you know, we've, you know, either we give them a warning. Most of the times we'd say, okay, look, tell that person in the front row sitting there, you know, he's done. If we hear anything from him, he's gone. So normal, you know, we might even give him a warning, but if it's something obscene that, you know, he stood up and, and you know, dropped some some F-bombs at us or something. I mean, we go right Fudge. to game management, okay. and game management's responsible for taking okay. him out, escorting him out, and not allowing him to come back. Because no. I've actually seen, uh, in my Little League experiences, uh, umpires that yep. would refuse to 
they will not continue the game until that parent leaves yep. mm-hmm. the park. That's completely. good. I like that. that well. It, it but, is. Yeah. By the way, Dan, were any of these tournaments in Little Shoot? <laughs> I'm curious. To, to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel I've never Brett crossed a line. right away. <laughs> I've never feel like I've crossed a line. I've always. I never said it was you. I was just you're wondering insinuating if it was in that it's <laughs> me. Not. No, listen. I, I I think there have been times where you're invested in your team yep. that you're cheering for, and there's a call, and you're everybody's reacting. I mean, you're like, like, oh, come on, you know. I don't think that's crossing a line. I think that's just part of the game. I agree with you. If I were to stand up and say, you suck, that's Whoa, a terrible call. Family show. Yeah. You know, or, or really screaming and yep. just continuously You're not very good at your job. But I think, like, I mean, you, you just hear basic stuff. Come on, even out the calls or you know, call it on both ends or something. I think that's just whatever. You gotta, that's got to be water off a duck's back there, right? But, I mean, to some degree, but that's the kind of stuff I think that this, art, okay. that this, that this article is addressing, right? I mean, you know, what part is, you know, even it out, you know, what, what type of cheering is it involved in that? You know, how are you directing that at your team? That isn't cheering. I would say I would, I would agree with <laughs> no. that. That's just, you know, I huh. mean, that's what the article is getting at. And as an official, like, we hear that stuff. I mean, unless it's a packed house, sold out crowd, we hear that type of stuff. So how how much, how do you tune it out? Can you tune it out or do you actually hear stuff? I mean, I would say like 99% of the stuff we tune out and we don't let affect us. I mean, good officials, we have to do that. Cause I mean, how many times, you know, when you're, when you go to a high school game, you know, how many comments do you hear? So, you know, for the most part, we have to tune it out, but there are times and there are comments that we hear when we all get in the locker room at halftime, you know, we'll all bring it up as a crew, like, you know, who in the world was, you know, you know, yelling at us or, or stood up. And, who was and that little shoe parent yeah, yelling right. at us? I They're talking don't about Brett. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never do that. So uh, can I can I ask a question absolutely. here? Have Most you ever time. have you ever uh, as an official just fantasize about the the ability or, or possibility of doing a huge game between two rival schools with nobody in the stands, just the players and the coaches and not having to deal with that silliness from coming from the stands? No. Oh, really? No. Right. For, if for, I was a referee, that's what I would imagine. I mean, for, for me and my crew, I mean, we're all about the atmosphere. I mean, okay. we want the okay. big games. We Fair work enough. hard. We go to camp every summer to learn more and get better to get assigned the Kakana Kimberleys and those big matchups because, you know, when I can tell you as an official, I mean, we work and we officiate to be a part of an atmosphere in a game, and there's nothing like walking out to a packed house. Oh, sure. And, and our crew, you know, we were fortunate enough to experience that last year in the tournament. We got a regional final game, Howard's Grove versus Kohler. Place oh, sure. was packed. Oh, yeah. I mean, when we walked in to get, you know, changed, it was already people were like it was sold out. So You could feel the electricity. Oh, yeah. And there's nothing like officiating in that type of atmosphere. So, I'm wow. just wondering, as, as fans, we're human beings. Right. You know, like you mentioned, too, yep. about you're a human being and you're going to miss some calls from yep. time to time. How can fans not have a reaction though if you're if it's a huge game and you're into it it's just it's just normal right just a regular reaction uh, it is with a call that maybe they don't agree with yep and and that was something i said earlier right a reaction you know i don't think a reaction you know like oof, you know that was a tough call you know i don't think that's crossing the line right but you know making more about it directing it at the official now like i said if you turn and, and you add some commentary to your to your family what you thought of that like that's one thing yeah. but to make a bigger deal crossing yeah. that line right that that's kind of the way i look at it and and it's easy okay and and i'm an official right and i'm a very big sports fan so i love my wisconsin sports teams and so you know do i think that some officials on tv get some stuff wrong yeah i do you know but you know one i'm not at the game and you know I, i'm not going to be there making a big deal about it but you know i just don't take it to that next level so then that makes sense go, yes uh some do though mm-hmm. and you go back to the article is it fair to just completely 
kind of call out the parents with the the uh, crisis really that the WI is facing with the the officiating shortage. I think uh, I mean the the parents are a big part of it. They're definitely not the only thing. Mm -hmm. I mean I think the article is directed right right when it starts off, dear mom and dad, right? right? So I I also think you know the way coaches communicate now with officials is is also a little bit part of that. I mean. You know, when you get to the higher conferences and you get to the bigger games, I mean, you have coaches that are very demanding. They want to know, they want to talk to you, you know, the entire night about calls. And so you have to be prepared for that and explain yourself and, and so forth. But, you know, there are coaches and we'll go back to like the youth level and, and, and things where coaches are also out of hand sometimes too. And I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think we've all, yeah. you'll see it eventually too with, with your son. But yeah, that, that yeah. to me is the level where it's like, yeah. wow. But, you know, together, and I think the parents and the coaches go hand in hand okay. because from an official standpoint, right, that's what's affecting what the article says. And I agree with is that it's correlation. It's a correlation to a shortage of officials. Nobody wants like if you go to a, a basketball game and you see some of the abuse that officials take, what person is going to be like, man, I want to go and be an official. Right. And, and referee or umpire a game and take that kind of abuse from parents and coaches. Right. Fair point. So that is what the article saying that's what i personally feel too is is really what's amounting to the shortage of officials which is directly affecting you know sports now and and we can't even have enough officials or we can't find enough officials to cover games now in at the freshman and jv level which Bert, is very alarming i think you're being quite kind in, in terms of not blaming it entirely on the parents i'm going to go way off another end i think it's all because of parents let me tell you because it's listed like you said the article is is is, is basically dear mom and dad those are Generation X. That's me and you, Rosie and, yeah. and Brett. That's our our generation has ruined this. And I say this because Brett, you 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 and I have both covered high school sports for twenty plus years, wouldn't you say? Or, or, or sports long, reporting? Yeah, long time. Yeah, it's two decades. I, sorry, I, I sorry felt to really old it. when Dan yeah. said he's only twenty six <laughs> yeah, years exactly. old. I'm like, so, holy you know, smoke! Sorry, sorry to sorry to kind of remind you of how yeah. old you are. But you know, I, I remember going to uh, sectional final games. Um, you know, basically when I was like in high school and stuff like that, and and being in big games and then kind of starting my career right after that, it has gotten worse. And I can only give you my empirical evidence of being a part of this. It has gotten worse. And a lot of it is as, as our generation has become parents, we've had little, little, uh, little Jenny and little Johnny are out there and we're spending all this money and now we're getting too involved. It has gotten out of hand. And that is why I, I know you're being nice, Dan, and, and I appreciate that. But it is all on us. And I'm looking at you, Generation X folks. I'm looking in the mirror myself. We have, and Brett, I've, I brought this. We've ruined you sports. We've ruined it, not on the officiating level, but on the club level, all that kind of stuff. It's become a shell of what it was 20 years ago. The athletes and all that stuff, they're better. But, but could you blame that for these young officials that? Yes maybe could have a little bit of a thicker skin well, I, and sort of well, how did you how did you you've done it 11 years so you started at 15 years old mm -hmm. how did you stay with it why didn't you just quit because i'm sure you heard has, some stuff has it gotten worse over your 11 years as officiating be honest Dan. okay so i'll go there first okay. i'll take your question so has it gotten worse i mean i can't personally say it's gotten worse but i think the general trend is that it has i mean okay. i mean because i did start out at the youth level and, and work in those weekend tournaments i haven't worked a, a youth weekend tournament you know probably in like four or five years now but even at that time you were taking guff 
from parents. Oh, yeah. from, that from, is ridiculous when you think about the scope of all of athletics when you're in a fifth grade tournament or a sixth grade tournament. Yeah. Well, it's it, it's it's it cutthroat is, at that level, ridiculously yeah. so. Yeah. So I'm sorry. So. Go, go on, yeah. on, Dan. Yeah. No. So I would definitely agree. I think any official who's been doing it for a while, if you were to ask an older official if it's gotten worse, I think their answer would be yes. And so I think that's kind of a, a general uh, assumption or a general, I mean, it, it has gotten worse over time. So, so yeah. And then to your question, you know, how do I handle it or why didn't I quit? I mean, officiating for me when I first started was a job. I mean, it was cash that, you know, was, was pretty nice for, mm-hmm. you know, a high schooler. It was a way I could stay involved mm-hmm. in, you know, not only sports, but in the community and so forth. And to me that, you know, was developed early on and it, it stuck with me. And like I said, I'm, I haven't, you know, coached basketball, but in a, in a way it, it still allows me to be a part of the game, only officiating it. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of benefits to officiating. And that was actually one of the things that, you know, I wanted to point out, right. Okay. This, this conversation, this article kind of focuses on, you know, the negative side of, of sports in, in officiating. There's also a lot of positives. And, you know, great way to stay in the game, experiencing that atmosphere. I've mentioned a few times and you get to form social relationships. That's a big part of it. I mean, I work with my normal crew. We have a young crew where I'm 26, another guy 26 and he's 29, okay. uh, our third is. And so we go out and we have fun. Yeah. I mean, we enjoy it. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, there's nights when, when we take abuse and, and you know, it, it, we might even get our, our blood pressure up a little bit, but you know, it's part of the, part of the journey. And, you know, those relationships go off or outside the court too. And, and that's, you know, definitely another reason to get involved in officiating. So, yeah, you get to see all the good games. I know you had a game last night mm-hmm. uh, at Appleton West. I think you were doing that game. You said, so yeah. you get to see all the, some, some of the top teams, right. top players. Yeah. That's gotta be a- fun. As uh, as someone who went to, went to school, uh, high school in the eighties, yes, I'm dating myself, no. but I can remember, and I, here's where I think it's the whole, I don't know if it's a whole society culture changed throughout from that time period. Because a lot of times when you would we'd be at games when bad calls would be made, it's either no or come on, and that's as right. far as it went. But then it's also almost like television where you couldn't say this word on TV. Yes, but all of a sudden point. in the 90s, you can. In the 2000s, you can even show this on TV. Stuff that was on like cable is now on. Uh, yeah. Language that was used on cable only is now used on. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's on yeah. Family Feud now for people. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. And, <laughs> and I just kind of wonder if that has also played into, wow, you know, they can you know, do this. Well, so now I'm going to start saying that. And it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Another thing is. Have you ever seen the movie Forget Paris? It stars Billy Crystal. Not. No, uh, it's Billy. Oh, wait, is that the one where he's an NBA official? Yes, he's okay. an NBA official. And just the stuff that he takes from fans and players. Uh, there's some old professional ball players in there, and Kurt Rambis is in there. and uh, Patrick Ewing, I thought. Was yeah, I think Ewing it. is. Uh, um, uh, Miller from, Reggie Miller from Indiana. He was there. Uh, but. It's also, you get it from his point of view, too, where he looks at the fans and what he's thinking about different people that are shouting at him. But it's if you can ever watch it, I, I recommend it. It's a fun movie. But I, I think, though, getting back to my original point is I think that almost society's culture has changed that all of a sudden now it's okay to do that when before you, you wouldn't even, you wouldn't even, you'd yell, oh, you know, you know, either bad call, but you wouldn't direct it at it. You mm-hmm. maybe tell your buddy next year or something. Or you just you know yell out come on or whatever and it, it's just right. gone right. way way different because being a cameraman and being in <laughs> during in our the, live stream during our <laughs> the live underbelly streams, of the beast yes there. Uh, it's I don't hear it so much now because I got much better headphones but uh, <laughs> there are times where 
you can just and it's at you know certain schools. I'm not going to name names. Little shoot. But no, <laughs> no stop but it. It's it's seriously. It's almost like every up and down the court, every time there's someone blurting out something about it, and it's like just enjoy the game, yeah. will you? Don't worry about it. this. Isn't called. That's not called. It's like holding on every play in the NFL. It's going to happen. It's just you know. But they just their parents aren't enjoying the game. They're just worried about why this isn't called or that's called. And I think they mm-hmm. just need to chill out and enjoy the game. Your thoughts on that, Dan? I agree. <laughs> I I mean I agree with especially towards the end. Um, you know I can't speak so much on the culture change that you first kind of started out with, but then towards the end with parents or not, I'm sorry, not parents, but people. Uh, you know, not enjoying the game and analyzing an official's every call. Like, if you could just take a step back and realize and just picture yourself as an official and, you know, ask yourself, like, you know, what, what's that like to be them and, and be explaining themselves or hearing these comments, right? You know, because yeah. we're humans, you know, I mean, this is kind of something we always talk about too, but, you know, what if all of a sudden I came to you guys and evaluated you guys oh, yeah. on your broadcasting skills? Well, we, get, we, we, we actually we get, do that get that all that. the time. Okay, yeah. well, okay so let's pick another example, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, but, someone, someone working at the factory and you're putting a part yeah. on a car or something, yeah. yeah who's in a car? Now, now we, get a, you know, we get evaluated. I mean, you have a manager. And then they tell you if you're doing your job good or bad, but you know, yelling at them and screaming, throwing gestures at them. Oh yeah. You know, what kind of profession has that? Has that ever happened to you where a parent has come down from the stands as you guys were walking off the walking off the court? I know it's a lot of very smartly so a lot of you guys really do kind of hustle, hustle off get, get off the court because right. man, some of these parents are ridiculous. ADs has that ever happened right to you, Dan? No, it's not ever. Oh, happened. thankfully, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm happy to hear that. And and we do, like I said, game management's a big part of us. Their job every night. I don't know if you know, a lot of people probably don't know that, but the school is required to have game management there to protect us. Okay. You know, so like if there was, there's been some cases where following the game, you know, in a locker room where there's been stories about officials getting, you know, yeah. attacked and stuff, and that is game management's job to make sure they get out through their car wow. and get on the road every night. Yep. Hmm. That's incredible. And if we don't feel comfortable, like if we think there's something going on, we will go and ask game management to give us an escort. You know, and there's been, you know, even police, you know, at the higher levels that, you know, it's their job to get their officials out. I do notice the officials way. usually change pretty quick. And when you do leave, you don't really notice. The only reason you notice <laughs> is because a lot of times you guys are carrying those or, or rolling those uh, <laughs> yeah. suitcase yeah. things or whatever. But uh, I don't know. Dan, Dan's not gonna, he doesn't have to worry about that. He, he's, he's a great official. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, he's a great official for, for now. You never know what's going to happen. Do you, no ever, offense. do you ever prepare for a game? Like you mentioned about coaches that uh, mm-hmm. some, have, some have a tendency to be a little bit harder on the officials. Do you go in uh, knowing that that could be the case? Do you have like a scouting report on coaches that you're going to have to deal with? That's a good question. You know, that not, not on a regular basis, but there's the human factor, right? So like if we had a coach in the previous season and our crew – you know, had some issues with him and, and he got a little out of hand. I mean, we remember that, you know, so do we talk about it? it? You know, a lot of, probably a lot of people don't know is that we have a pregame, you know, that as officials, especially when you're working with someone who you haven't worked with, but in general, we have a pregame where we go over, okay, what's going to happen in this situation? Now, obviously we can't cover everything, but we just like to get on the same page, you know, especially when it comes to WIA tournament time, we want to be clicking on all cylinders. Right. And so whatever we can do to all be on the same page and prevent anything that might happen. Absolutely. You know, so maybe I went a little bit away, but you know, to your point, we, we definitely remember that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, 
we definitely try to ever make it personal where they remember us and you know remember something that happened but we're humans and so you can't take the human element out of it do you get nervous going into those big games no no wow, i okay I, cool we as a crew i know my crew we love those kind of games okay. i mean you know, even if it's a coach we might have had an issue with, I mean, we like to go out and, and prove ourselves and and how are we going to handle them? How are, you know, when does he get his warning? When does he or she, you know, and we're not going to directly give them a technical right away. We're going to warn them so they know that. And then next time, if they didn't take the message then, then we have to use our tools to handle it. So, you know, those kind of games and those kind of situations are something that I know that we look forward to and, and how to handle those. What about... Uh coaches or players that respectfully mm-hmm. tell you something or just like, <laughs> like if a coach pulled you aside and you said can you kind of watch the guys down there they've been you know throwing elbows or yep. he's been yanking on stuff just talking to you like mm-hmm. you know just keep an eye out for it not screaming at you how much does that make a huge difference on stuff oh i mean i mean just the the nature of it is so much more it's such it's such a better way to work for someone, you know, when they're talking to you, having a conversation with you, than if they're screaming at you. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we would <laughs> yeah, prefer you attract more more flies with honey. <laughs> yeah, you do. We would prefer to have that type of a yeah. conversation every time, and that's something that we even you know will tell a coach or if you know it, you got to be careful when you say it, but like you know, conversations from a coach where they ask you what you saw. Okay, coach, this is what I saw. You know, he wasn't in legal guarding position or, or verticality. You know, you can use terms and have a conversation, but when they're, you know, having the conversation of just telling you that you missed calls, you know, a declarative <laughs> sentence versus yeah. asking what you saw. I mean, that's a big difference. And, you know, there are coaches that will commentate and, and be more of like just telling you things. And it's like, coach, you know, I, I'll answer your question all night long, but, you know, I, I don't appreciate listening to you and, you know, and your your and you know however you want to put opinions. it yeah. so yeah. yeah so like if he talks to you and you say i'm sorry coach i'm calling that all night then it's almost on him to adjust his yeah. game yeah to and it's like don't do that because he's going to call it all night and mm-hmm. you know if you don't do it yeah. you're going to be sitting down in you know th- within the half or something I've, I've seen that too actually i've seen that with my son's team this okay. year where he gets called for maybe leaning into a screen moving screen and and the official talks and then the coach tells him hey maybe this one crew is going to call one guy's going to call a little bit differently than somebody else then yeah as a player it's on you and the coach it's on you to to adjust rather than getting hot under the collar about that without (laughs) a doubt Mm. interesting stuff what's your take then uh, as we wrap up here soon but don't you think though some of these what was the article one or two years that they're some of these uh, young officials are sticking around and then i mean some of them is a come on now i mean uh you got to, like I said, you have to have a little bit of a thicker skin, don't right. you? you? You you have to, to be an official. You have to have that personality to mm-hmm. deal with it. I don't want you to knock on these officials, but maybe it, is that a fair point for me to say, come on, toughen up a little bit. You're going to take some, some grief. Don't, don't quit. Just stick it out. That's fair. I would say that, you know, there's things we can do as officials to get better. The, you know, the biggest thing is that we can get to a camp, you know, in summer they have these camps, these yearbook tournaments where they run officials camp with it. And, you know, it's all about kind of the official and where they want to go with it. I mean, if you want to be the best official you can, you're going to take all the measures to go to camp and try to improve yourself. And another thing that we do is we watch film of ourselves. So we will reach out to coaches um, after games and ask if they can send us a copy of the tape because we'd like to see call again, Mm -hmm. you know. So So it's almost like you're an athlete still a team right. and it's just a different version where you're studying yourself you're preparing for yourself you mentioned camps like mark miller's uh 
Wisconsin basketball yearbook stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kakana has one. Right. I have been to those where you see like officials working the game with. It must be a certified official standing value, there. Uh, yeah, yeah. A person with a clipboard. Yeah, I'm clinician. thinking that must be a little nerve-wracking for these officials. But it's low-pressure situation. Obviously, it's summertime, and yep. of course, people still get out under their collar yep. at those things too. But uh, a good learning experience. So things that uh, kind of an education here on how much preparation and, and um, study uh, mm-hmm. you guys uh, do really yep. yearly. What, what what advice would you give to those young officials who? Uh, maybe have read this column and are thinking, uh-oh, I don't know if I want to do this. Or, or what, what advice would you give to those who are aspiring to be officials on, on tips of maybe to... My son being one of them, okay. he's, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. He has expressed interest in officiating. So, yeah, if he was sitting here right now, would you say, run? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> no, no. I, I would definitely enlighten them or you know, try to convince them that the positives outweigh the negatives. Now, sometimes you might have a game where the negatives, you know, of the officiating might outweigh the positives. But, you know, those those long term kind of positives are, are definitely worth it. And if you enjoy sports, it's a great way to be a part of the game. I mean, it, it truly is. You know, not only do you impact, you know, have a direct impact with the calls you make on the game, but you just get to experience that atmosphere like, you know, so. So to a younger official like like your son who's thinking about getting into it, I would tell him, I mean, as a younger person who is about to graduate high school, right? He's, Correct. So he can make some great money. I mean, you're talking anywhere from 25 bucks a game to 35 bucks a game, you know, times that by four games and then, you know, three and a half, four hours, you know, you're making some pretty decent cash. And so, you know, initially you can kind of ride that out. And then as he goes through college, ref at school, ref intramurals, ref, I mean, when you talk about college, campus jobs even i mean most of those are minimum wage type of type of jobs but if you get out to you know a gym on a on a saturday i mean Mm -hmm. you can make what you would the entire weekend there you go so there's a lot of benefits that way and then if you know someone like your uh like your son if he wants to keep going i mean once he graduates school i mean you can have a full varsity schedule and and really take it to the next level so positives there's a lot of positives with officiating. so absolutely well, one thing I took from it is that uh, I need to cool it a little bit. Yeah, now. maybe. I noticed my wife is watching the stream live online. I'm surprised she hasn't chimed in and said, see, <laughs> exactly. Brett, I told you. See, that's what I told you, <laughs> and Brett. I, I never felt like I've ever crossed a line, but uh, she thinks otherwise. But I've never, ever verbally abused an official. I will just say, come on. I disagree with it. Well, call. not yet. I never will. Well, I'm See, just asking. You never know. I, I always wait till I'm watching it on TV because they can't hear me anyway. <laughs> so no one's feelings are hurt. What's those, odd is yeah. I've, I've never, I have yet to be at a game where I'm just like a fan uh, in terms of it's so long. So I, I don't even, it's almost alien to me uh, being that involved. But I, I can't speak for you because, uh, you know, you have your son playing and everything. But that's it's unfortunate. But no, this is a good discussion. I'm glad you stopped by, oh. Dan. I really am. I think we got some great feedback and, and insight into you know mm-hmm. a young official and what they're going through. yeah and, and, and one last thing if job. you don't mind me and, i mean to to someone even when you were talking about you know is it fair for me to say okay come on you gotta develop some thicker skin i would say it's fair for you to say that after you tried and threw, threw on a pair of stripes yourself good point and tried it that's that's a little a maybe a harsh way to say no it, it isn't that's but it is you know until you've tried it yourself Yep. And and I think, you know, a lot of people that criticize officials, if they were to try it for a game and, and see what it's like, right. because it takes a lot to develop a strong official. It does okay. not happen overnight. I think it you takes should, seasons. I think, I think you should get Brett involved in some of yeah. them. Maybe just have him come do a couple summer games. <laughs> And see yeah. what it's all about. I would, no, I would be the official that would be constantly talking to the crowd. You be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. You be quiet. Yeah. Actually, one official I do know that uh, jokingly at a game last year, I 
he, he it was like the halftime or something and he, he kind of i caught his eye and i just kind of went like this and he he just kind of discreetly held up his whistle and kind of was like saying come yeah, and try it. i like I, that i went like that i said no that's <laughs> good like, yes i love it was, that. it was a good response he knew i was kidding around and okay. i know he yep. Was, yep. i know he was sort of kidding around too but it, it is a good point yep. and uh, yeah try it get out there and do it i don't think i'd want to do it trent you've have you umped uh yes i did little league and, and, and baseball how'd that and, go? like i said it was you had like at the at the youth level you're gonna you're gonna have parents screaming at you but it wasn't as bad as i originally thought it would be and i only i did it for two summers so um and it was just kind of a thing before college but it was uh at times it was enjoyable like you said and at times there is there's people in your ear so mm-hmm. hey, you're gonna have both ways they're looking for uh basketball officials you're a young yeah. guy. They we'll want see. youth. We'll see. I, I enjoyed baseball. Uh, I'd have to think about basketball or, or you know other sports like football and things like that. But I really did enjoy baseball. Yeah, well, like I told you, Brett, before, my friend Ken uh, was a football official. And he, 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 he did a lot of the FEA games all over the place. And he, he actually, he, he hung up his whistle because he just – it was more so with the coaches, though. The coaches were just – It seems like in football butt. you get away with more screaming at, an, at a referee right. than you can at a, at, on a basketball yeah. sideline. Yeah. I've always wondered that. Too. Even an NFL game where – a coach is just like in their the referee's face. I'm like, why don't you just throw a flag on this and say? But there never never really happens. Yeah, Whereas right. basketball, you can just you know tee him up yeah, right yep. there, and it's just kind of different. It's very rare in football when that happens. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Wow, interesting stuff. Hey, hey look, look, I want him to oh, yeah. plug his uh, his right. business. Obviously, ahead, Dan, a former colleague here, guys, yeah? right? Yeah, uh, worked at the Post Crescent for a number of years. By the way, I'm still bitter about his supposed victory in the <laughs> last ever around the world tournament. Yeah, Brett, why don't you? Uh, why don't you tell everyone what happened? Yeah, yeah. What, what, what happened was there was some, some cheating going on. <laughs> oh. There's some hijinks. I had won yeah, four straight around the world statement. basketball tournament uh, championships. All of a sudden, here's the hot shot coming in. I knew. I heard about this kid <laughs> downstairs. I'm like, fine. I'm going to practice a little bit extra. And, of course, there he was, too, practicing extra. It was all for the United Way, right? It was benefiting yep, the United yep. Way. It's a good cause. So all of a sudden, the tournament brackets are out, and I start out hot, and our former publisher, Pam Henson, who was part of the tournament, all of a sudden, she's, I'm out. And you, what was the name? Uh, Joe Mullen? Joe, Joe Mullen, yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. We're in the middle of a tournament here. And it completely threw it all off. Next thing you know, it's me, Dan, and Joe in the uh, final three. And I had just yeah. come off a scorching 10 of 10. Yeah. Who was, was that against me or was that against uh, Dan? Or, uh, I don't remember who it was against. Uh, but no. I, all of a sudden, I'm thinking I got this made in the shade, even though I'm still a little miffed that Pam Henson kind of ruined things. And then I think I went against... It was the, the the top two scores advanced to the championship, and I didn't get into the top two because I, I really did. I what he's saying is he lost to Joe. I, yeah. but, but it shouldn't yeah. have and been Joe. It should have been Pam, which I easily would have won. It would have been me and you as it should have been in the championship. Yep. And frankly, I probably win that game. Oh, I disagree. Whoa. He doesn't who, get one, over One whoa. last thing. Who won that one, Brett? <laughs> where did the you cr- did, okay. <laughs> okay. No. But where is the right, crown right now? The crown is sitting at my desk still to this day. How many, will not let this go, Dan, I think we need way. to have a Dan, rematch. Dan, how many did you make on that final round? Was it four? It was, it was like your not. worst round, It was my worst it? round, and then Joel, oh. fortunately, Joel was even made worse. worse. I can do that in my sleep. Are you kidding me? The basketball hoop is not downstairs anymore, I was going to say, let's go do it right now. Let's go to Reedsville. I'll meet you at the high school. Deal. Live stream it, guys. Yeah, let's Real do this. Zero. It'll be like Rocky and Apollo over. Part yep. 2 going at it. <laughs> yeah. I have like a five-camera setup. This is going to be great. Yes. Good stuff. All great stuff. So thank but but you. Plug, plug your business, yeah, go by ahead, the way, please. please. You. Oh, we don't have yes, to. Yes, do it. I mean, so I I started my own video production business, and so I, I create videos that 
that tell stories. And so it's been an awesome journey so far. I uh, just finished up my second year doing it full time. And so I get to work with businesses, organizations, you know, whoever has a story to tell and create, you know, cool videos that, that are effective, can be put on social media and, and really reach people. So outstanding. one of my Excellent. ideas, which maybe you'll see sometime in the near future is to do something on officiating. Too. Yes. That'd I mean, be good. Oh, that is yeah. something that would be a direct, you know, not only my official, but I have the ability to make a, a really cool video about it. So that may be in the works. You where, should, you where, should, where can people yeah. reach you? Yes. Uh, Facebook website, phone number. What's Dan, Dan Hagenow, H-A-G-E-N-O-W. Dan Hagenow.com website. You know what? As part of that video, you should like showcase like me screaming. Yeah. Yeah. It's like slow motion. And then put like a big X spit coming over out. his face. Yeah. yeah. We can get a close up shot of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, That's good. good. No, he does, he does so really much. good stuff Appreciate with his video it. work. By the way, mm-hmm. I think you even uh, didn't you buy your your the house that you you lived in growing up in Reedsville and you re- renovated it. It's really cool. Uh, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have an egg background too. So um, good stuff. Yeah, purchased the the family farm back, and I'm not farming. Um, obviously, the business took off before I'd even think about that. But it's cool to be back in back the same. in Reedsville. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Do they still talk about the 1946 state championship Absolutely. team over there? Absolutely. It's the one the, the most proud thing we have on our sign. I remember wow. I did a story drive about that. Yeah. Back in 06. It is the, they were the Hoosiers mm-hmm. before the Hoosiers. When you compare yeah. them to everything, they were the true Hoosiers. There you go. I talked to Look Buster, it up Buster Kugel, uh, yep. Carlos Prochnow, I remember. I think, unfortunately, a lot of those guys have now since yeah, passed. Yeah, there's but not too many of them around anymore. Back in 06, they were all still around when I did a story on the 60th anniversary, except for the star, Ed Shimon, I think his name was the star. Center. He died in a car accident back in like yep. Stockbridge area in the seventies or something. But I remember. Maybe, Brett, for maybe that. that's a new book for you. Yeah, there you go. I might, I might do a book on Dan Hagenow. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I remember a piece of a season you don't wanna, you don't on the court. The life of an official <laughs> piece of artwork I did for that. Yes. I did. Uh, I used our well, our basketball and my one of my wife's pairs of old Chuck Taylors. That, she yeah. had. <laughs> that was good stuff. I went to Reedsville. Good people in that town. Well, let me uh, wrap up here quick before we, we, we say goodbye here. First off, next topic, Rosie, our Fab Five has been released. And it has. It is, it is, it is uh, being uh, showcased on all social media uh, attached to the Post Crescent. Real quick, the boys on the boys team is Donovan Ivory, Mason Hazert, Noah Miller, Will Mahoney, and Levi Borchert. The girls, Fab Five, Macy McGlone, Callie Genke, McKaylee Kuhn, Hannah Vandenberg, and Maddie Schreiber. That's our Fab Five. Please check us out. Check it out on PulseCrescent.com if you can, or on Instagram or Twitter. It's all being released uh, this week. All as part of January week. January week. That's right, Brett. And that starts tonight. Starts, oh, it starts right today, now, actually. Right here. And then later on tonight, it continues with uh, our varsity roundtable featuring Freedom Girls basketball, Taylor Taz. Hazi. Hazi. And Cameron Evers are going to be on the big show tonight to talk about the great season they've been having. Uh, so then we continue with three live streams, right, Brett? Thursday, Friday, well, and Saturday. Yep, tomorrow night, uh, Kakana versus Kimberly. Uh, we're going to go live around 7.30 p.m. Mike Sherry will be fitting in, uh, yes. pinch hitting for me because my son does have a game tomorrow night. So that's going to be a big one because of what happened uh, last night. Kimberly going down, Kakana now, and, and the papermakers yes. tied atop the FEA, both ranked in their respective divisions. Friday night, we're going to do uh, we're gonna go down to Ron Einerson Fieldhouse for another good one, Nina versus Oshkosh North. Mm-hmm. Rockets playing good ball. And, of course, Oshkosh North, uh, the defending D1 state champs. And then Saturday, a really intriguing uh, Division three matchup. We're going to go to Freedom and the mm-hmm. Irish hosting Southern yeah. Door in a non-conference game. Southern Door, Mark Miller picked the Eagles to come out of that sectional. This could be a potential uh, sectional championship preview game. Wow. Uh, these are two teams that I believe are ranked uh, or receiving votes in Division Three as well. So we have three big ones coming up for you uh, uh, to highlight. Jam your area week again. 
Thank you again, Dan Hagenow. Did I say that correctly? Absolutely. Dan Hagenow for, uh, Thanks for coming out and uh, giving us the official side. You're Give welcome anytime. Time. We, we, may, we may have to pick your brain again if something comes down here uh, uh, that kind of gets in the news again. The only I want thing is a rematch. And I Brett just, want just wants rematch. to rematch you at Reedsville. Let's get this going on. Undisclosed location. I know a couple uh, people might want to sponsor it. So, yes. Uh, do you, have, do you know people it. who have keys to the gymnasium over there? Oh, absolutely. We yes. play pickup there on Wednesday nights. Wow. Interesting. I don't it's know. Gonna tell happen. you the truth, I don't know what I don't know what put my money on. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's been a while since I shot. Give me give me a, a week and I'll be right back into it. Oh, okay. Easy. All right. It's like well, riding a bike. Pick a date. Just don't guard me, please. Pick yeah, a date. I, I like Just the most. set shooting. That's yeah. all. Is this? I don't want I don't want any athletics involved. <laughs> okay. All right. For uh, yeah. So thank you again for tuning in to episode number nineteen of the R and B show of the second season. Thank you again to Dan Hagenow for hanging out with Ricardo and Brett. Don't forget about Rosie and Trent doing their thing on the production end here on the R&B show. Thank you again everyone for checking us out. We'll see you back here again next Wednesday. Can I hit the camera. I think you missed. I was right you on. What are you talking That's about? A preview. That's Stop a preview. It. Oh, okay. Uh, bad angle. Hagen always